This is Joy Roland and you're listening to the It's Possible podcast. This is episode number 28 from Beginner to Millions in Real Estate with Kate Ada. Welcome to the It's Possible podcast. This is a podcast that sparks the transformation of your money mindset, empowering you to pave the way for financial success and wealth creation. This is where we study what the wealthiest and most successful people do. Not only do we study these successful people, we implement what we learn so that we create the life we want and deserve. Hi there, my name is Joy Roland, your host. I created wealth from changing my money mindset. Yes, it's possible for you too. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea. This is going to be fun. Hello, everybody. And as always, I hope you are doing very well wherever you are in the world. Welcome to episode number 28 of the It's Possible podcast. I'm so excited for you to um, listen to this episode today uh, because I have a special guest. Her name is Kate Ada. Not only is she a special guest, she's also my friend. Um, I've known her for over six years now, and she's just so inspiring for women. She went from beginner to millions of dollars in real estate. She self-thought, so she she was just so intrigued about real estate, and that was how she got involved. And I wanted to um, air this episode so that if anyone is listening and is interested in building wealth in real estate, which is one of the pillars I teach in my program, because real estate is one of the key um, wealth-building um, vehicles, so I'll encourage you to just listen and take notes where you can. So I'm excited. Here is my conversation with Kate. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the It's Possible podcast. I am so excited. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm smiling from left to right. The reason I'm excited is because I have an amazing guest. Her name is Kate Ada. And she's achieved so much, which I think will be a huge inspiration for all of you ladies. Um, she's built enormous wealth in real estate as well as in interior decoration or interior design. Um, and she's here to share uh, wisdom to help us create wealth too. So welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you, Joy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I know I just gave a very brief introduction to you there, but why don't you start by introducing yourself to our audience and what you do? Hi, everyone. My name is Kate Ada. I'm, um, I'm an interior stylist. At the same time, I'm a realtor, amongst other things. <laughs> but yes, those are the primary things that I'm focusing on right now, uh, my real estate business and my interior design. Fantastic. I must say, when I uh, newly came to Canada, you were one of the biggest inspiration for me because um, you uh, create a wealth and you uh, have a lovely home. I have told you many times, you have such a, a massive home and it's so beautiful. So good job on that. Um, can you tell us what made you interested in building wealth? Like what motivated you to, to expand yourself and build wealth? Um, I think it will all go back uh, coming from where I come from. Uh, it was very important for me moving to Canada as a new immigrant. 
And it was just the mindset. At first, I struggled with the fact that it was a change, new environment, cultural shock and all that. But it was, I used to be, I was fully into interior design uh, back home. And being into that uh, back home, it's a lot of, um, it builds you up. You don't even know it. So it's everything back home in Nigeria. It's being a business person, you're very rugged. You, you know, you, you, you pivot really quickly because people make change their minds so often and you have to be able to be adaptable. So those were those skills that when I came in here, the first six months, to be fair with you, I was literally depressed. My husband went back to school. I had four kids. I was just frustrated. And I came from, you know, it was a bit more comfortable back home. I had help. And I remember one day having my four kids and thinking, oh, my gosh, it seems like I had them in one day because back home I had that help. I didn't know what it was till I had my kids. Everybody say, hey, feed me, feed me. I'm like, yeah. You can't feed yourself and, you know. And then I had to make up my mind and say, you know what, this is home. I'm someone that is naturally attracted to beautiful homes. I think it's something that it came to me. It's naturally, it's natural. I, maybe I inherited it from my dad without knowing my dad was like that as well. But it was something that I loved. And um, on few occasions, I could like, you know, go around fortunately when I came to Canada I didn't really have anybody like I didn't know anyone and yeah. sometimes we'll drive around and everything and one of the questions I ask myself is oh my gosh like um you know who owns these houses and then yeah. I remember trying to get the rental property it was really difficult for us as new immigrants to get our, our first rental they were asking for a lot of documentations which we didn't have and my realtor at that time was really helpful and through her I got to understand real estate and the investment part of it and how you know you buy something and after you, you you know it's you make money out of it the equity she explained a lot to me and at that point I knew I didn't have the right documentation, a job or anything um, to to buy one. While we in while we rented, uh, I remember no noticing that the money we came back from we came with from Nigeria with was just to, was just going yeah. down. Oh my husband, oh my God, this part of the world, if you lose it, you never get it back. How are yeah. we going to put it in? And I remember uh I don't know where this came from. Um, mm. And things with me, with my real estate, I used to say that my gods was very strong uh, whenever mm. it comes to real estate investments. Um, and I realized, you know what, this is what we're going to get. Mm -hmm. uh, we bought our first home, but we rented it. We never leave there because it was the step. It, I used it as a stepping stone to where I wanted to be. So at that point, when we came, we rented this really huge house that had like a two bedroom finished basement. And what we did uh, at that point, we subleased the basement, which now made us have extra money. Uh, our rental was literally next to nothing because we had a split and we were able to save. And uh, I remember telling my realtor, I'm like, we need to take, this is what I have. And I need you to get me what whatever this this money can afford whatever it is just a few conditions to it it has to be a city that has an economy of its own when i mean an economy of its own when going into investments especially in real estate 
you have to make sure, even if you're going to Timbuktu, make sure mm-hmm. there's it has economy where I say it has a school, people work there, people people leave there, they don't even need to come downtown to do anything because that place is already booming. It's already has a kind of people are working, people are leaving, people are schooling. Like the whole, your whole life can be done within you, you know, everything, the kids school, everything's within the city. And I remember then having my realtor taking me to KYC, yeah, KWC, which was Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge. And, uh, then it was not as big as it used it is it is now, and uh, I just insisted that you know what, if I'm gonna go away like really far from the city, it does have its own economy. It was very important not the location. I wanted mm. to stay, no matter how small the city was. I insisted that we stayed in the best neighborhood in that city because it's always location, location, location. And once we got there, uh, we were lucky. I got a house. It was, I made my decision to buy the house in like 15 minutes. Like I just got home, my husband, I told him, oh, we're going to look at house. And the next thing I called him, I'm like, I just bought a house. And uh, it was so funny. Uh, we were lucky. We got a detached with a finished basement and I was able to get uh, that. And that was where my journey started. And with that single property, I was able to build on it on my equity because before we knew it, we had built of equity. And then the next part for me was I needed to know my why for the house I lived in because I have four kids. We needed somewhere that was big and the kids could grow into have their own various room. And um, I spoke with my realtor at that time. This is the size of house I need. This is my budget. Can we look for where it was going to work? And uh, I remember moving here at that time. You remember when we moved here, it looked so far. It looked like it was up, but I was okay with it because I was more concerned with with, with my house, like my home, than even um, who was my, like whatever location it was. So I knew that with time it was going to build up. So I was lucky with that mentality to come in here at a good time. And we've been here for over, for close to four years now. And because we came here early before everybody moved in, I literally, I think my house is now twice the price. So, and then I still was able to get another property with that same, this same property that I got, the first one in Kitchener has been what we've used to acquire every other. And I realized that, uh, um, I realized that this is like, um, one of the best decisions that we made. But another thing was I tried to hone in because I'm not your typical nine to five. I asked myself, what do I do? What is that natural thing that I will do even if I'm not paid to do it and I'll enjoy it? And literally my instinct came to interior design, interior decoration. I love it. Like I genuinely will do it. um, I'm passionate about it. So I started with friends and family. I'll offer free services. And uh, I had referrals from my past uh, work back home. And with that, I started building up clientele. And um, over time, I've been lucky to have worked with some fabulous, some really nice clients that have provided both uh, referral and uh, in my interior design and my real estate. Uh, But going back, I actually started my 
interior design business before I even started, got my real estate license. Because at that point, with my interior design, everybody will say, oh, try work, talk to realtors, try to talk to builders. And I struggled with it. Nobody will give me a chance. So I thought, mm -hmm. you know what? I love interior design. I've gone through the phases of interior design. I've been a renter. I've been an investor. I've been, I've dealt with new builds. I've managed properties. So you know what? Who has more, who better be a realtor than someone that is experienced all through it? So it was, I was lucky. Um, I went through it, aced my exams and uh, started my real estate journey. And it's, it's been, it's been, I will say, it's something that I'm grateful for um, because it's supported me on both ways, both my business and my uh, my real and my interior design and my real estate, they work hand in hand. So it's something that I'm really grateful for. Oh, that's fantastic. So for someone listening right now who is interested in building wealth through real estate and like they have no idea what where to start, can you guide them? What's involved and what should they be looking out for? Oh, great. There's so many opportunities for people to really invest. One thing with real estate that I've noticed over time, when everybody's going, the whole bunch is going right, you go left. Look for places that are virgin. People, places that I always recommend, like I say, make sure they do have an economy. No matter how small the town is, there's some towns that have like... Uh, maybe a factory mm -hmm. mall somewhere you go there because you will get people to rent it because people coming to work for these people they will want to leave there so it's yeah. very important another thing is even if you don't have the income only by yourself you could also come together with close friends or people there we do have avenues where you could come and create an incorporation and you can be part owners you, you don't have to, um, you also have to make sure that you do your maths right. I see a lot of people make huge mistakes investing where it's already established. Real estate to me is like a clock. We have one to, tw one to 12 o'clock, depending on your, on your financial capacity. But I recommend when an area is already at, let's say 10 o'clock, that means that it's at the peak um, because right now, let's say, for example, a home in Milton, a detached home in Milton, it's going for like, let's see, 1.5 million. If you go to St. Catharines or Oshawa, same thing is going for almost 1.4 million, 1.3. So the difference is not much, but the person that bought in Milton for 1.5, maybe bought in Milton 1.5 three years ago thinking was going to grow. But he got into Milton when Milton was 10 o'clock. So maybe they bought it 1.3, three years ago, because Milton was at 10. Now, after two years, it's 1.2. The person in Oshawa two years ago got into Oshawa and Oshawa was at six o'clock. But that same property for, let's say, 750. Two years mm -hmm. down the line, he's on 1.3. You, in Milton, you're on 1.2, on 1.3. So, You've built an equity of 200,000. They've built an equity of almost 500,000. Rental. You want to rent in Milton, same house, that same detached. There's a maximum in what the rental is. So always do a research 
of where you're going to and what the rental market is. If that house in Milton was going to rent for 4000 Osho will rent for three five. So at the end of the day, you see that whatever his mortgage is, it might be like 3000 And you in Milton, you're stuck with like a 5000 mortgage. So you're already going negative, And the person in Osho is on positive and already has that equity. So I always advise my clients that take your eyes off um, like location when it comes to investment more of doing the return. Another big investment is multiplex. Investing in multiplex, that's a huge investment where you're able to do multiple homes and rent it out to different people. Student rental is another good investment opportunity because students are dying to get a place. Um, and when it, as a realtor, one of the experiences that I've noticed is that immigrants find it really hard to get rental um, because of um, some requirements, which uh, I literally, you know, they can't meet up because they've never walked in Canada. They, that's why they're immigrants. Um, yeah. There's a huge gap. If you could get those people to rent your home, and from my experience, they're one of the best, um, best tenants you could get. So that is another good one. Another good investment could be land. If you do have the resources, what you could invest in the land in, let's say, far away and forget it. Before you know, in another five, six years, developers are knocking at your door, mm. trying to buy it 10 times over what you bought. So those are like, it all depends on your financial strength. And if you really want good return in investment over a short time, that means you have to put in huge capital. So let's say, for example, you go buy a house in, uh, the best location in a hypo area, like in in Toronto, you go to like all the high park, high park and Oakville, and buy those big houses, and you keep it for like a year or two. Yeah, there's normally a good return, but that's a lot of investments in there. And sometimes you could des uh, you could be able to um, spread out your investment because I would tell clients instead of you putting in like. Four million into one one property, you could do four properties or even six properties with that, and over time you could sell them while they still build equity. Then being stuck with one, you can imagine if the market falls today, it's going to be just one property. If you're going to lease, let's say you're leasing your three million dollar house for ten thousand dollars, and then you take that three million and go to somewhere like like away from town like away from the gta and you get yourself like even if it's like six townhouses for like 650 you equally get like almost for three million you're getting almost like five of those properties and each pays you like two eight if you multiply by six you see that your return in investment is much more and even if you say you know what i want to get rid of two of those houses at at that point you've made like maybe 800 900 if it's a detach, you're making nothing like five hundred. You've made a million, and you still have hold of those investments. So for me, I always believe that you could def uh, you could try to um, spread out your investments. But if you do have huge capital, you could do that. And uh, so yeah, real estate uh, it's one of the great areas to invest. And if you feel Ontario is too expensive, you could go to other cities. Uh, one of the sure things for me is one looking outside. Other going to other provinces that you're not too sure of, my recommendation is to stick to student rental. Get properties close to a school. 
those are very good or multiplex. Those are very good return and investment as well. But do your homework. Make sure you know what it is. If you're going for something you're looking to rent, hold on to. Um, Pre-construction can be good as well. Um, but there's so many rules and regulations that the government have put into um, to pre-con right now. So it's quite difficult uh, to get um, your return. It's, it's a market I can't predict. I did pre-con myself. I was one of those lucky people that did build a lot of equity on pre-cons, but I can't say that for people that invested a year or two ago. Um, so I'm not, you have to make sure that the market is right. Another good thing is if you currently have, like you have um, lose money with you, there are a lot of assignments out there. A lot of people that are invested in pre-construction are looking to get rid of the investments. So if you can, um, reach out to me. I could help you get some of those good deals um, um, uh, that people are trying to get rid of. Like they're they they're afraid of um, getting sued by the builder, so they're ready to let go of their down payment and and even you know reach whatever the price is just to get their properties uh, count their losses and get rid of their properties. Those are also very good avenues for investments as well. Okay, that's fantastic. So then in your journey of building wealth in truly real estate, like what challenges did you face and how did you overcome those challenges? So uh first it's always your income, especially just starting out newly. It's uh the income is very important. But what I've realized is when you have one good property that you build equity with, maybe rental, you could use that as an income as well to qualify you for your next uh investments so that's why sometimes i recommend uh there's a proverb in my place that says that if you want to go uh if you want to go um uh, far you go alone or if you go with multiple you go you know so sometimes i always recommend if it's something that you want to start you could start with your friends um and you guys could come together and buy one i did that with a couple of friends of mine we invested in a property together and we sold it and we literally Everybody was able to move away with such substantial amount of money that we could individually now put into another property. So you could do that when starting up. You don't have to. I know there's a mentality out there where everybody wants to do it on their own. But if it's something that you're trying to start small, I think you could find a group of people uh, that will are ready to join you on that journey. Trustworthy That's people. Fantastic. So, Kate, I've been your friend for, I think, nearly 10 years now. So why didn't you tell me about this group of friends investing? I, I have. You know what? You remember when you came, I had always mentioned to you, try get a house, try get a house. I've always, I'm one big advocate, even before I became a realtor. I'm one big advocate. But you never told me about the investment with friends. So the investment with friends, we've gone way far. It's, we've... We, it wasn't, I wouldn't say there was a room for me to bring somebody. We were just like the four of us have always had this discussion. So I, uh, that was what, what happened, but don't worry. I'm, I'm on the lookout for you now. And then it wasn't, sure. yeah, no, sincerely, I'm on the lookout for you now. And sometimes for me, before I refer people to something, I like to test it out myself. So now okay. that I've done it, I see the pros and the cons of it. And it's mm. easy for me 
to talk to it because I've experienced. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the things I like to do. Um, those are one of my uh, the hats I should wear as I wear as a realtor because I don't want to come to you as a realtor that all I do is buy and sell. I want to talk to you from my own personal experience. I want to talk to you what my journey was, what it is. So it's able for, I, I, you know, I'm able to relate with you as a, as a renter, renting a yeah. property. I'm able to relate with you um, as someone trying to buy their first home. I'm able to relate with you as someone that, you know, your mortgage was redue at the last minute. I've been there as well. I remember my first house I was about to close and then uh, the lender redue. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been there. Uh, I've, I've been there with the deposits, with with trying to, you know, people's monthly installments as uh, uh, trying to buy a pre-con. So I've gone through that journey and now I've been through a journey investing with other people. So those are things that, those experiences are things that I carry along with me. It's my journey, it's my story. I'm able to relate with people. So now that I'm done, dusted, I know what it is to be able to have a group of people come together, what the expectation is from, um, oh, I do have some challenges with it as well, uh, which mm -hmm. I will share with your audience if they want to know. So uh, what, what I realized was we're four of us. Uh, we had uh, invested in this property like, let's say two, three years ago. I even mm -hmm. forgot about it. And within that time, a couple of, two people within our friends had gone out to buy more properties. And I think with the whole real estate, with everything, I think um, they had drawn everywhere and it affected their credit. So when mm -hmm. it was time to sell, to, to close, they, their credit score was so bad, we found it really hard to get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. We didn't see that coming. So it's something that you always, always have to check on each other to make sure that you're all in good standing. Yeah. To build up credits before. And then when it was time to close, some people had they didn't have documentation, some had documentation, some we had to deal with different mortgage, uh, mortgage brokers uh, because we're trying to compromise on one person or on the other. And then at the end, uh, and these were things that we didn't talk about at the beginning, what was it we wanted to end, like doing closing, where we gonna have all our names on title, or we wanted to create an incorporation. We didn't have that discussion from the onset. We just felt, friends, let's jump in it. When it was time to close, we had it was we were divided. Some didn't want their names on the on the on the title because they had other properties. They wanted incorporation. Some they wanted their names on the title. So. Mm. Those were decisions that we wish we had discussed from the onset on um, on what to do, on what is the expectation, how are we going to close. Those are decisions you should make at the end. Hey, we're going to close this house in two years. Everybody's credit score, I don't know how you're going to do it. We have to all be above 700 at least, just to make us, you know, this is the time we follow up on each other. Make sure six months before closing, you've, you're speaking to a mortgage broker, you're a sink. And one other thing we had was we had one person go on a trip. It was time for closing and she was nowhere to be found. She wasn't picking up her call. She wasn't replying emails and all that. So those are some of the challenges that come with working with people. And like I said, I wouldn't have known this if I didn't go through it myself.
Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are little things that, uh, with my experience, I think is something we should always um, look out for. Because another thing, when a group of, like, we were four, so you always see those that are just, you just carry along. They don't know what is happening. You do all the work, you know. So it's good yeah. to identify what's everybody's strength before going into it. Oh, that's fantastic. So for those listening who want your help and uh, to invest in real estate, what? how can they reach you? Well, you could reach me uh, through Instagram uh, at uh, Kate Adder, uh, sorry, Kate Adder Realty. Um, uh, you could follow me on Instagram and uh, you could call me uh, on 416-858-5703. I'm very happy to help. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so ladies, I'm going to have all of those details in the show notes. So you have the link to uh, Kate's Instagram and I'm going to add the phone number as well. It's been fantastic having you on the show, Kate. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. And just before I go, Joy, I'm so proud of your growth. I know how you started. Um, yes. There's no better person to sit on that table than you do. Uh, you're one um, person that has gone through it. Um, I've thank seen you so much. You. That means a lot. <laughs> no, I've seen you build so much wealth on how, you know, I, I admire you a lot. I admire your strength, your tenacity. And I'm so proud of you. You've done well. Thank and I will tell your viewers they are lucky to have you. You know, they do have such a smart, intelligent woman speaking Thank to you them. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you because, like I said, you're one of the people I looked up to when I first came. Um, and seeing a strong woman um, creating wealth is so inspiring. And being Black as well, I'm Black, so... Um, it was very good to see uh, what's possible for black women when you put your heart to it and take the action so thank you so much for being an inspiration thank you so much for having me I appreciate it take care bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast If this episode encouraged, inspired, or taught you something new, please do me a huge favor by leaving me a review. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts, find the show, go to the main page of the show, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see a section where you can write me a review. And lastly, come on over to my Facebook group where you get support as you build wealth. This is an exclusive group of high-achieving and ambitious women actively working on getting rich. Find the link to the group in the show notes. I hope to see you back here soon. God bless you.